heads or tails the faith-based podcast where we encourage you to be the head and not the tail let's go What is up everyone and welcome back to the Heads or Tails podcast. In today's episode we're going to be chatting about how to survive the initial blow of a breakup. If you are currently going through a breakup, whether it's fresh or it happened a couple of years ago and you're still really hurting, I just want to say I'm so truly sorry your heart is going through it. Even though most people have gone through what you're going through, we tend to forget how painful it can actually be. I want you to know that it says in the Bible that God is close to the brokenhearted and that he has a special plan and purpose for your life. Anytime a door has closed, I mean, let's be real, a breakup is more of a slam in the face, but anytime it does close, I do believe it's because there is another door waiting to be opened. Okay, to help us move forward, we need some tools. Now, some of these tools may work for you and some may not be helpful at all, Sometimes it does take time to find out what works best for you. Tools are used to help fix something or get you to the next stage of a project, that project being our life. So let's get into it. Here are six tools. Tool number one, recognizing social demons. Let's dive into the reality of a breakup in 2023. Social media. (laughs) more like social hell. It can make a breakup even more excruciating. We don't want to see our ex having fun, moving on and being happy without us. So stop looking. Obviously, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. It is your life and it is your journey. So choose to take what I'm saying or don't. But unfollowing them or blocking them isn't about being mean or spiteful. It's about saving yourself from reliving that breakup every time you see their face on that screen. You're doing it for yourself. Out of sight, out of mind. This statement is so, so true. Sometimes we might spiral out of control and just let that social demon take over. We go through their likes, their comments, who are they following, who's following them. We always find something we don't like, right? (laughs) So we need to stop doing it. A lot of us are probably guilty of it, especially me. I did it so often that it became obsessive. I used to spiral into like a panic-like state whenever I visited my ex's social media page. It would just turn any good mood into sadness or anger and any healing I had done, it felt like it just got teared and ripped down. It wasn't until I removed him and his friends, his flatmates and family that I started to think about him a whole lot less. It's unnecessary to keep tabs on what he's doing when he's no longer in your life. You gain nothing from it. When I finally made the decision to stay away from anything that involved him, it was a huge step in the right direction. Unfollowing may not seem like an option, but how can we move forward if their name keeps popping up on social media, serving as a constant reminder and a stab in the gut? It's self-sabotage and it's avoidable. I guess this also depends on how it ended. Maybe it ended really well and you guys are still friends and the whole situation was mutual. This tool may not relate to you at all. Personally, I wish I took a break from social media overall, only because at the time of my breakup, I feel like I was so deep in grief that I wasn't thinking straight. I jumped straight into adding glow up pics the next day, thinking it was healing. 
But if I'm honest, I really just wish I took a step away from it all. I think I just wanted to prove to everyone, prove to him, prove to myself that it wasn't affecting me. But deep down, I was really hurting. And if I could go back, I'd do it differently. So here I am giving advice (laughs) to save you guys the world of pain. Uh, Unfollow, block, delete, or take a break from social media. Okay, tool number two, the letter to Timbuktu. Please don't cringe at my title. I honestly couldn't think of anything else. Like I like to be like quite crafty and creative when it comes to my titles, but the letter to Timbuktu is all I came up with. Okay, so a lot of the time our feelings become so overwhelming that even the simple everyday tasks become difficult. It's hard to concentrate on a movie or find a comfortable position in bed because our minds are like tornadoes filled with the what-ifs, the regret, the hurt, literally everything. It feels as though we're desperately searching for a way to empty out all the emotions and thoughts. That's when writing comes in. Put your thoughts on paper, both positive and the negative. Write down everything that's swirling in your mind right now. It could be embarrassing, it could be ugly, beautiful, hurt, the betrayal, the sadness and the anger. Just let it all out, whether it's on paper or the notes on your phone. Allow yourself to spew out the words. As gross as that might sound, we all know that when you're physically sick, we often start to only feel better once we've vomited out all the nasty. I think it can be the same mentally. It's not until you let it all out of your mind that is when you start to feel some kind of relief um, or it gives you a pathway to move forward. Now, this one is hard and it might make you sob uncontrollably, but it can help you in the long run. It certainly did for me, although it was really incredibly painful at the time. Write a letter to him with the intention of never sending it. Express how he made you feel, how much he made you cry, and how much you miss him, or just pour out pour out anything that you wish you could have told him, and you can't. Just put it in that letter. And once your letter is written, don't feel obligated to reread it or keep it safe. This is the part where you choose to let go. Tear up the letter or throw it safely into a fire. Get rid of it. By doing so, you're telling your brain that you accept what has happened and that you are choosing to let go. You've said your piece and you're choosing to move forward. I know these tools are meant to make you feel better and not worse, but sometimes facing your thoughts is the next step to moving forward. Tool number three is temporary replacement. All right, we need a replacement. So what I mean by this is imagine being in a relationship for around three years or so where you did everything together. Suddenly it all stops. The good morning texts, the late night drives, the random calls throughout the day, the walks on the beach, everything stops. Not only do you lose the entire relationship, but also all the things you used to do together Now, this tool won't make you feel better about the breakup, but it can help you bring some normality back into your life. Start replacing him with friends and family around you. So if you don't know, I was a flight attendant for around eight years, so both relationships I was in, I was flying at the time. And one thing I found really hard from my first breakup was that every time I landed from a flight, the first thing I would do was message him saying landed safely. He would automatically call and we would talk about how much we missed each other or how excited we were to hang out. And funny enough, when we broke up, I realized that this was one of my biggest losses. 
Every time I landed, I'd feel a deep sense of loss not being able to tell him that I'd arrived. And it may sound pathetic, but that's what I remember most from going through that particular breakup. That's when I decided I needed a replacement person I could text upon my arrival. So I started replacing him with my mum. As soon as I touched down, I would message her, landed safely, and she knew the drill. She would call, and I felt that empty void being filled very slowly. It didn't fix me right away, but it helped me get through that overwhelming feeling of loss at the time. So what is something about that relationship that you miss most? What feels like the biggest loss? I totally get that it's something your mother might not be able to fix, but if it can be even slightly replaced by a friend or loved one, begin to do so. Replace the habits you had with him with someone else. Like I said, it won't fix the situation or feelings you're having, but it will normalize and help ease the blow of that loss. Tool number four is remember the negatives. When we experience a breakup, We often forget about the ugly parts of the relationship. It's like our minds become a battleground of conflicting thoughts and we may even secretly be holding on to the hope of getting back with that person. It's so, so hard because sometimes our subconscious focuses on the things we miss and loved about that person. We put on rose-colored glasses without even realizing it and we only start to reminisce on the attractive qualities or their charm or how good they made us feel. It's a toxic cycle that tortures us mentally. We may even start to think, maybe they were the one, they were my type, they were so kind and adventurous, we shared the same values. But hold on a minute, why did that relationship end? We can't forget about the negatives. Maybe that relationship also had betrayal or selfish acts, gaslighting, manipulation, arguments, neglect. Or maybe you felt more lonely in that relationship than you did single. This is the only time when it's necessary to focus on those negatives. You're in a war right now, battling with your thoughts from the moment you get up in the morning. If your ex made the choice to leave you or didn't fight for you, you have to work hard to let go of any lingering hope. I want you to squash it, smash it, smash that hope. Holding on to it and focusing on the good parts of your relationship will only prolong your pain and delay potential opportunities in the future. So tool number four is all about writing down all those negative things about the person and that relationship, whether it's on your phone or a poster on your wall. Whenever your thoughts drift to only the positive aspects and you start to spiral down the road of how could have this ended, bring out those negatives and start reading them and don't you stop until you find yourself wondering why the heck was I with him. I don't want you to mistake this tool for unforgiveness or a reason to stay mad and resentful. Forgiving is a crucial part of healing, but right now you're in survival mode, so keep your focus on what will get you through this mental war. Knock them off that pedestal that you've allowed them to sit comfortably for way too long. Remind yourself that the Lord wants you to be the head and not the tail. Tool number five, give back. What I found was a great distraction in the early days of my breakups was helping others. So just putting my mental energy into helping other people around me, whether it was just helping a friend move or making sandwiches for the homeless, being a listening ear to someone else who may be struggling, or doing extra work around the house. Giving to others or focusing on helping someone makes you feel good. It it can also help you feel grateful for what you do have, and it reminds you that you're not the only one who's struggling. 
If you're not sure where to start in giving back, maybe just ask God to point out who needs your loving care and just pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance on where you should start. Old mate Dr. Google said that giving has been linked to the release of oxytocin, which is a hormone that induces feelings of warmth, euphoria, and connection to others. Giving feels good. Tool number six, start dreaming. Maybe you had a whole lot of dreams with this person. Maybe you wanted to get married or have kids, and maybe you even thought of those kids' names. And all of a sudden, that relationship's gone, and so is that dream. So what we need to do is start dreaming again. Creating a vision board can help you do that. It also brings light to everything you truly desire and want for your future, and it also reminds you that that relationship wasn't your only source of happiness. If you believe in God, just ask him to reveal his purpose for you. God has placed dreams and desires in our hearts for a reason. And what I found from creating a vision board was that every time I'd look at it, my heart would just leap and I'd feel such a sense of excitement and joy because it was everything that I want to achieve and I want to do in my life. How could that not get you excited? Canva is a really fun and easy website to use to start creating a uh, vision board, whether it's for your laptop screen or a wallpaper on your phone, or if you want to print it out. It's super fun and easy to use. That's what I use. That brings us to an end of how to survive the blow of a breakup. I really hoped you gained something from listening today. And if you're not going through a breakup and you've just listened to me blabber on, thank you so much. But also, if you are going through a breakup, I do just want to say that what's meant for you will never pass you by. And what has your name on will never go to somebody else. So please take comfort in that. I'd love to hear from you, whether it's feedback, good or bad. I simply just want to improve and learn and get better. And if you are going through that breakup and struggling and need to chat, please just message me on the Heads or Tails podcast on Instagram. Next week's episode, we will dive a bit more into mental health and how faith saved me. Catch you later.